Ali, hello. Hello, welcome. How are you, Uva? I'm good. It's shitty weather uh, in Germany. Uh, the fall is full on here. And I'm still alone with water, but tomorrow evening Natalie comes back from Oxford University, where she was for three weeks doing a special management course, basically, you can, uh, you can do there. You know, she built that social media platform Tribella, what is not online right now, but she works on it. And I, I mean, she dreams big. The idea is that Tribella is in a way a Facebook replacement. You know, Facebook gets so much flag, so much uh, uh, people like hate it for like uh, abusing the data they're collecting and stuff like this, you know, hate crimes, uh, all that shit. And basically, uh, Tribella will have a different AI filter, kind of filtering out um, this kind of hate and racism and all that stuff. And at the same time, uh, you have a, a, um, a safer communication possibility without that the host, what Meta is or what, what Facebook is, can even see what you com communicate under each other. You know, only what you post is usable for like advertising stuff, but not what you chat, for example. You yeah, know? so it's not as invasive. Okay. Yes. So that is the, that is the idea behind it. And I mean, we have every day in the world news, uh, like they're getting fined, Meta gets fined. That is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But when you see like two days ago, Meta got huge, like they, they make so much money, right? And we all know that <clears throat> everything is like blah, blah, blah uh, in regards of we protecting our uh, users and whatsoever. They make so much money because they sell all the data they get from everybody who is on Facebook. And uh, uh, what I'm doing here, podcast. So, uh, you know, and uh, they doing, they basically using that situation Whatever you post, whatever you chat, uh, there there will be definitely uh, um, yeah advertising to it, and, and they they get the money. It's really creepy, actually, because I've had I've had little conversations with people via chat about private stuff, and then suddenly Facebook will be advertising me stuff that I talked about in the chat, like. <laughs> Wait one second. Oh, you got a phone call. No, that is, is like, so I have three things parallel. Always oh, like I sit here and absolutely nothing happens. As soon as we start the podcast, uh, <laughs> he wants my email address. Okay, wait one second. So Yeah, you that just is, do what you gotta do. Okay, I close the door. I have my email, I can give it to you. God. And is, is, uh, was, we're talking about Natalie, and that was she trying to reach me. So let me send her a link. Uh, wait one second. Uh, wait. Yes, I updated the deck, like the your letter with the deck. And I'm talking with Gary, we do an overboard raw, where I also talk about Tribella. Okay. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. So, and 
yeah, Walter and the buddy are here. We went to the skate park. In the moment, it, it was in the moment it was not raining. We run to the skate park, and um, now they're back here playing Fortnite or whatever. And they want always my email address or whatever to log in somewhere. And I don't know for what. You know, it's problematic. Oh, what? Yeah, Walter wants your email. Yeah, yeah. Walter wants my email to log in on accounts or whatever you know so and it has to be a little careful. well fortnite requires you to have an epic games account and then you have to log into the epic games account to play even though it's free no this so. he has, this he has but now you can also app the xbox an xbox account on your smart tv and yeah you don't need an xbox to do this no so they have you can stream the games now it's true yes. Yeah, so, and that is what he wants to do right now. So, uh, but we couldn't get in because you need the whole Microsoft lock-in shit to, to, build, to build the your, your thing. You yeah, you need to get an Xbox, Xbox Live account, huh? Yes, and I don't have this. I have an Apple computer and everything, right? So we, don't, we have only Apple in the house. We don't really work with Microsoft. I mean, I have Word and Excel. But... My God, but I don't, it's complicated. And normally Natalie's better as me with this stuff. So I told him again, he should wait till tomorrow evening till his mother is back. And then we go from there. So uh, yeah, good good news this week was I sold my Banditos Doku in territory for a good amount of money to a distributor. So now... Uh, we are in four weeks done with the whole doku, um, and then we uh, basically go through the streamers and whatsoever. So that is good. And um, first shift is sold to North America. In spring, it will get also in US a very small theatrical release, but it will be then also everywhere available in the streams and whatever. So uh, on Tuesday comes in the variety the official article about it. So uh, that's the reason I cannot say now to who we sold it because that is the news in the in the article, basically. So, but the, the American film market is starting and Michael Rush is flying to LA. And we hope, of course, that, uh, I mean, we sold Eastern Europe already and, and Russia and Benelux. Um, but I hope, of course, at the AFM, we sell all the rest like the world, you know, so that is the plan. Well, getting a theatrical release, that's great. Yes, you know, even if it's whatever, 20 movie theaters, or maybe it travels from city to city, but for me, it's still like, I like films who are going through all the distribution outlets, and not just getting on a streamer, you're one week hot, and then you disappear into no man's land forever. So, you know, I like DVDs and Blu-rays. I, I like TV. I like pay TV. I, I like theatrical. So, and I want, and with that distributor, it's possible to go through all of these possibilities. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're on a roll here. You're on fire. I hope so. I mean, I, I, the strike is still going, you know. So, I mean, and I'm not, like, counting on that this year will be a lot of things getting shot or in the can. Um, And hopefully next year I can make another film. But 
maybe the impact of this strike will lead to more independent films in the end maybe i don't know and uh, uh we will see i mean there will be a shortage of of films definitely starting may 24. that is a hundred percent yeah they've already pushed back a bunch of stuff they pushed dune part two back till next year uh, i think it's next year or 2025 and they pushed mission impossible back yes deadpool because it's not finished a lot of that films are not finished right so and and uh, so who knows where they have to push them so but next summer is kind of a vacuum because a lot of that tentpole films who were scheduled for next summer will be not coming next summer summer and maybe more independent films getting a little more attention hmm. what would be good you know yeah i mean that is what it is what is interesting is, I mean, you're on Twitter, I'm on Twitter. Uh, uh, it's interesting, like every day people Twitter about my films, right? Every day. Like yeah. a feature from Tunnel Rats today, a repost or whatever, like in the House of the Dead and a funny version, whatever. It's not you, it's like, like or you too, but it's also fans or people, you know, they're re-watching the films. And I think it's very good, makes me very proud. I think it's very nice that that happens. And um, yeah, all over the world too. Yes, you know, it's that's I, I think it's very good, and uh, hopefully, uh, it will continue. And uh, so, I have like today is another podcast with a Canadian uh, a TV show, whatever. I'm there with it via uh, Zoom links, and, and I have like three, four more podcasts booked in. Then we have the variety article coming out at the AFM, hopefully, more sales. Uh, so I'm feeling overall not bad about the how it turns out right now, and I'm very happy about the Banditos thing because it was not easy to shoot that film for three years to do the doku, and to have now a solid good return on investment plus uh, a good distribution was for me important. Of course, we do also uh, English subtitles and try to sell it worldwide. I mean, the Banditos are in 80 countries. So uh, that, that could happen at the AFM. And so that we actually, uh, you know, I will lose money on first shift. That is, I think, almost clear. But I can make money on the Banditos doku because, of course, it was also not so, so expensive. You know. Yeah, it almost got didn't get finished though. It was yeah. very close to being scrapped. Yeah, that is the problem. That was the problem. That, but then I got all the interviews with all the big bosses, and now we've already they're already. Start creating like the posters and. Uh, they will do a big DVD Blu-ray release in Germany on it. It's still the it's still a market here. It's, it's the strongest in the world in regards of DVD and Blu-rays. It's still there everywhere. And uh, but with a thing like Banditos, you can make so good media box like special editions. You know, you put like a sticker in, you put like a Banditos logo in, whatever, like stuff like this and uh, the photos from the the motor the motorcycle club parties or whatsoever so it's it's very good i'm very happy about it and uh what else i want to say the political landscape so what 
So the Republicans finally got this shit together and voted someone in uh, as the leader of the House, uh, the Speaker of the House. And uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Mike Johnson. Yeah, he's supposed to be very bad. Yeah, he hates homosexuals. He uh, he thinks that um, abortion is bad, and all the aborted babies, if they if they were still alive, they would take this country out of a recession by filling all those extra job slots. He actually said this like. <laughs> He's fucking I mean, yeah. There's the thing like it's not that we are like pro-abortion, like let's abort every single baby on coming to earth, right? But we are pro that a woman can decide if they want a kid or not, and that they can uh, can abort it if it's like unwanted or that they have no money for it in a way, you know, that you know you cannot lose your job if you get pregnant, or you know, like all that stuff. I think is uh, could be reasons to do an early interruption of a pregnancy. I'm also not pro that you can just do an abortion in the fifth month or something, right? You should, like in Germany, up to three months, you can abort a child, no problem everywhere. So <laughs> I think that is a fair thing. If you have a real 10 centimeter embryo in your belly, you shouldn't abort, abort that anymore. You know, but I mean, but in the beginning, the first few months, it's like so small. There's the pill after, and and like basically, an abortion is a, is a very easy thing to get rid of an unwanted pregnancy. But people like Mike Johnson are fucking. They're the people that bring religion into statehood. Like uh, a woman gets raped, and he says it's God's plan. You know what I mean? That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, no, that is totally fucked up. I mean, they're out of their minds, and uh, but it but it comes down to the same what we had with, of course, uh, with um, the the Israel Palestina conflict, right? The the religion is bad. You know, yes. religion makes things extremely like fanatic, unlogic, and absurd. And that is the thing. It's like total bullshit to uh, that religion interferes with uh, uh, human with, life. Yeah. And human lives. You know, yeah. it's so idiotic. They're so radical. These people, even today on Twitter, was Netanyahu said, like, it's like the prophecy in the Bible, what we're doing now. I mean, sorry, but I mean, I, I was not expecting from the president of Israel talking bullshit like this. You know, I mean, that is just like t- totally absurd now to say you do like God's works in invasion of Gaza or something. That goes too far. You know, I mean, we have a, I think Bernie Sanders, I retwittered it also, did a very good speech. You know, he, he totally, I mean, A, he's Jewish, right? And he said, it's absolutely insane what the Hamas pulled off there ridiculous and killed 1400 innocent people and it's for israel that is a higher body count as like september 11 was for the u.s he recognized all of this and i'm 100 with it and then he said but it's but you cannot like now deplace two million people and kill 
100,000 people from Gaza. And from the 100,000 are 500 terrorists and 99,500 civilists and ch- children. You cannot do this. It seems like Israel is looking at it like, you fucked with us, now we're going to fuck with you. You know what I mean? No, totally. But when you say you, I, you mean kids? You know, I mean the the entire people, the like entire people, like the entire population. Yeah, like, because right. they, the Israel looks at it like a personal attack because those were Israeli citizens, and now of course it's like their punch back is going to be even more intense, uh, just re- just in retaliation for it. I get it, but it's still really extreme and really excessive, you know. Because those people, like, I know the Israeli people were innocent, but so are the Palestinians. I mean, yeah, they voted in Hamas into power, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to exist. You know what I mean? I feel kind of bad for them. But you cannot tell who's a terrorist from because they, they intersperse themselves with the population. That's the problem, is that all of these places are probably being attacked because the terrorists are with the innocent people as well. Yes, and that is what I mean. Like the thing is, what Bernie Sanders mentioned in his speech was, if you do this now, you create terrorists for the rest of your life. If you let's say from the two million people in Gaza are two hundred thousand active Hamas supporters and ten thousand Hamas terrorists, right? But you still have. 800,000 people or 1.8 million people that just want to, uh, uh, um, uh, they just want to, to live there. They just want to exist there, you know? So, and, uh, and you think that those people, if these attacks keep going, would be converted to terrorist actions possibly? Yes. You know, and they, they're getting radicalized, you know. If you're like, whatever, let's say you're now 12. Then you lose your parents. They're getting bombed the shit out of in Gaza. Then, I mean, you're very early uh, a fan of killing Israelis. You know, like, it's automatic. The hate continues. Look at what happened in, in uh, uh, Ireland. With North Island and Normal Island, the Catholics against the, the British Protestants, an endless civil war for what happened after the war, you know, the, the IRA and stuff like this, terror attacks, and then they're getting treated like shit. Remember the film Belfast, what came out and stuff like this. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, you know. And uh, uh, it sounds like it's potential to be a cycle of like extreme harm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the thing. It's like it will not it will not get better in killing a lot of innocent people. Now you create your enemies for the future. It will continue. Of course, Israel has to retaliate and Israel has to get the hostages back and Israel has to kill Hamas. A hundred percent. But I mean, in the past when you watch not only shows like Fauda, you know, or in the past Mossad was very efficiently uh, killing people all around the globe. You know, you have to go through the the people that are the masterminds of the Hamas. Go to Qatar, 
where that super rich Hamas apparatchiks bosses sit and kill them. You know, when you when you find them on whatever, kill them with a drone, bomb the shit out of their palace they have. They have only so much money because they stole all the helping money, like the aid what came in for for Gaza. They stole it and they're living in Qatar in big villas. It's always so sad to see like how people serve an idea or or a religion or a state or a dictator. And the dictator would never do what they're doing. Yeah. But he benefits from all of this, right? They would not go to war, you know. Osama bin Laden would never float that, like, would never be the pilot himself in an airplane flying into a building. Never. No fucking way. So that is the thing. And they're all like talkers. And then when they, when they, uh, when they went out on Israel territory and killed 1,400 people, they were at the pool in Qatar with a Brazilian prostitute. You know, I mean, that is the reality. It's all about the money and the brainwashing. And it's ridiculous. But what I think is also ridiculous is that Fridays for Future, inclusive Greta Thunberg, are completely refusing to say that what the Hamas did was mass murder. I don't know if you followed that up, but it's all over the news, right? That they're pro-Hamas, pro-Palestina, and they're completely refusing to even acknowledge that the Hamas did a massacre. And that is, I think, an absolutely no-go zone, and that that basically now uh, 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 disqualifies them. It's pretty crazy. That's for sure. Yeah, ridiculous, huh? No, yeah, but I mean, that continues. The Ukrainian war continues. And I mean, it's, it's just like the Ukrainian war is kind of like, in the media at least, completely slowing down to nothing. You know, nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah, that's true. It used to be a daily thing on the top of the news, and now it's kind of delegated to the back section or something. Yeah, we are not even there. Like, who gives a shit, right? So, uh, it's it will come it will come back up. You know, as soon as Israel thing slows a little down or something happens there, it will come up. That it gets it gets. Uh, it, it, yeah. Well, right now in the U.S., what's hot in the news is that in Maine, some U.S. Army reservists went insane and shot up a bowling alley and the restaurant that was attached to the bowling alley and killed like a bunch of families and shit. I saw that another automatic, uh, you know, uh, uh, another automatic gun thing. I yeah. saw Biden Biden twittered we have to ban uh 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 like uh a ban on automatic rifles. Yeah. I mean uh, but how long is that ban out? Like how long that doesn't get through? And I don't think it'll ever happen just because the Republicans and the NRA are in bed with each other for so long. Yeah, I know, but look, they can still sell all their other weapons. I mean, it's not like you disallow any weapon. Well, the automatics are kind of like cruel and like 
that is the same. No. An automatic rifle is a totally different thing as a handgun. You could rip someone apart with an automatic. Yeah, absolutely. Or 20 people or 50 people, depending on how many magazines you have. Right. So, yeah. and also what, I mean, I have, I have a rifle and I have handguns, right? So, and I know if I want to hit a target, I, I use my rifle. I mean, if you have, you know, like from, with the rifle from like a hundred shots, uh, basically a hundred are in the nine or 10 if I shoot. You know, so and uh, with if I shoot with with a handgun, uh, basically without a like a stand or without a, a point laser point or whatever, and just have a handgun from a hundred shots, I maybe have twenty in the nine or t- uh, ten. You know, and eighty are spread over the target. So uh, and and that is the thing. It's like. It's like very, very more efficient. If you're in a war, of course, you need the automatic weapon. But, uh, uh, you know, but as a private person, why you need an automatic rifle? For what? Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. They just use it to show off to their friends and then somebody gets hurt or the gun gets stolen. And, you know, uh, the biggest problem is that so many people have mental health as well. Combine that with the lax gun laws and you've got yourself a hot situation, uh, an explosive situation just waiting to happen. They said that this guy in Maine heard voices and was talking to himself and Republicans are probably going to start saying it was a it was a mental health issue only. But it's really a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I really hope that they're all. Like when I, I'm reading your CNN right now that the U.S. Draws, did already strikes two facilities linked to Iranian-backed militia in Syria following attacks on, on U.S. forces in Middle East. That happened today. Oh, yeah. They're attacking other targets. I, I read about that. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we cannot boil it up and boil it up and boil it up. I mean, another thing is here, what you see, like, nonstop here, the... The the, air, the Chinese airplane is flying by a U.S. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I saw that too. ten feet of a U.S. bomber over South China Sea. Ten, ten feet means like three meters, so they could collide within a second. And I think it's just uh, we don't have that like this kind of we're moving slowly into more and more wars military killing that is bad and it's not acceptable that we do this uh uh you know that that is just like like not not acceptable what's happening not acceptable. well it's, it's kind of like a domino effect because it's yes. israel who's bombing them and then iran is pissed and to deter Iran, the U.S. put their naval carriers out there. But then Russia says, your naval carriers are completely exposed. We could attack them if we want to. And now this China-like thing with the, with the planes and the 10 feet. You're right. It's a lot of shit going on at once. And it's I can't even predict what's going to happen, honestly. It's unpredictable. And uh, I think that's why the world's on the edge of their seat. I mean, I think the first and foremost 
uh, mind change has to be that violence is working, right? So, and I think it is not working and it leads only to bigger disaster if you use violent force in general. In your yeah. private life, you go to jail, things are escalating up. You maybe feel yourself strong beating somebody up on the street, whatever. But in the end, you get an assault charge. You pay tons of money. You have to go maybe to jail. It's always bad. Like violence is bad. And it, it basically, it can only happen as total self-defense. So from this point of view, I'm totally with Israel that they have to take action against the Hamas. But what doesn't bring anything is the involvement of America again in the Middle East. I mean, what the fuck are they even doing there? I don't think that Israel thought it through, man. I think you they know, just but, reacted. But, I know, but Israel doesn't need the U.S. to take revenge in Gaza. They don't need the U.S. troops there, you know? So, and I think that the U.S. troops are there and that, that, that airship, the, the, F, the, the airplane carriers and all this shit is triggering actions from Iran and, and Syria. If you're there, it's the same with Taiwan. You know, if you're in Chinese Sea, China and Taiwan is basically, it looks like one country. It's like an island directly in front of, of, of China. Why U.S. aircraft carriers patrolling around Taiwan. Why? What do you want? You want the third world war with China now? You know, the reality is we have to tell for ourselves. So what is that really why we support Taiwan? What is then the real reason? What is Taiwan doing on the on Earth, basically? They producing computer chips. And the whole world is depending on the Chinese, on the Taiwan production of computer chips. So the question is why we cannot produce our own computer chips? Where's the problem? You know? Uh, I think if they did it in the United States, it would inflate the price of yeah, the yeah. end product. I know, but, but think about now the costs in the very end. If you help Taiwan in military action against China, would it be not better you pay five bucks more for a fucking computer chip? If you produce it in your own country, let's say Taiwan would be a third world country island. They would not produce anything and nobody gives a shit about Taiwan. And China would, would eat up Taiwan, would just swallow it. How they did it with Tibet or whatever, right? What would we do? Nothing. We would give a fuck. And I, I personally think we cannot like fight on other people's territories wars. Yeah, I think the U.S. is just afraid of China expanding, yeah, really. But they, will. but they will, because they have five times more people as the U.S. Yeah. Now they have all the, the technology, and they have the discipline, and they, they don't have a five-day work thing, and you work from home or something. You know, they, they, they are like basically a socialist gulag, with all the the commercial items you can buy in the world, but overall they determine what's going on. And the the, the president from China, that other guy, like not the C guy, but the the other guy who was everywhere died today. 
just read, read the obituary. He was not even old. I don't know what he, where he died from. <laughs> Maybe like Putin's friends falling out of the window, window washing, you know. <laughs> but in China, people disappear all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's just like the same thing. I think for, for Europe with, with Germany or whatever, with, with Ukraine, you know, it's not our war. We have to draw the line on our borders. You know, we have to say, this is the NATO. If you touch us, we will pulverize you. And Russia and China will accept that. But we cannot, like, interfere with them fighting a war somewhere. That is my personal opinion. And we should support Israel, but Israel has a very strong army. We should support them with weapons, what, they, what we do already, with money, what we do all the time. So, and they will take care of themselves. You know, but the presence of the presence of troops somewhere could trigger a whole full-on Arab mega war in the Middle East. Everybody, well, it's, it's funny you say that because that the reason why they're there supposedly is to deter. You know what I mean? Not to it, not to uh, get that reaction out from them. Like it, supposedly, if the U.S. naval carriers weren't there, Iran would have already attacked. You know, but who knows? You know, what we read is not always what's true. So, no, but look, look when you when you see how the first world war, second world war, how they all developed over years, slowly but steady, into more and more crunchy situations. They developed to turn out into a full-blown war, full-blown war in the end, right? I see parallels now. I see that we're slowly moving in a different kind of era where wars are more accepted to be ongoing forever. And there are only a few things necessary that this wars like going overboard getting out of control and that is the thing what i don't want you know a situation where a non-stop war is is also a situation what easy can escalate to other countries and uh, even accidental other countries you know like there were some ukrainian rackets flying into poland you know stuff like this or the nuclear plant in ukraine blows up you know, or whatever, like an embassy, American embassy in the Middle East gets blown up again. And boom, uh, the shit starts again. And I think we, we need to de-escalate situation and don't, and don't escalate situation and have the feeling, especially with that, to be honest, especially with the government, Biden or Obama, Hillary Clinton, they were not shy in the Middle East to start a bullshit military actions left and right especially hillary clinton and i think there's a big mistake it's my personal opinion about it now yeah it is what it is we have to live with it i hope it gets better and i hope also that the strike is ending i watched yesterday jackass 3d with walter did you ever watch that no but i should because i have a 3d tv still yeah if it's if you want to throw up, you watch it. Because it's funny, of course, but it's so much with shit, with feces, with pee. Oh. It's so absolutely ridiculous, disgusting. 
you know, disgusted. And did uh, Walter think it was funny? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I like Jackass because it's a fucking stupid. But the thing when you watch it, you you think only like, how is that even possible? I mean, how is that possible that they do this? This idiot. Well, were... I know that Johnny Knoxville got he fucked himself up pretty bad a couple times. He had to have like testicular surgery because of one of the injuries from the stunts. Yeah, he had like two things where he got hammered from the bull. Like yep. bulls, like he's standing there and getting full on on the horns of the bull. I don't know why he's not dead. And uh, you know, like it, it's, it, do you think really? You see it already how stupid they are, right? And they're like two guys on a big tree, like a huge tree in the snow, like climbing all the way up. It's like eighty feet, like really high up. And then with a chainsaw, they cut the tree, and the tree falls, right? And they, the idea is it falls and they're on top of the tree and falling into the snow. What will still hurt because you're 80 feet high and not eight, right? But then the one guy tangles up and the tree falls on him. Yeah. So he lands, like, no, he lands on, the, on the wood. So he's like not getting away from the tree. And then he lands on the piece of wood, the last piece of the wood, like the top of the tree. He lands with his back on it, you know, and then they're carrying him out the, the snow. And for me, it's a miracle that a jackass, nobody ever died. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really life dangerous. I mean, they say it before and in the end, but it's so stupid. All, all this bullshit where they just do like little things, you know, you come around the corner and the, like a, baseball goes full on in your vault between your legs, right? And they're falling dead down and you get all slapped from behind. The guy like from behind comes always behind you and hammers you with the boxing glove full on in the face. It's so absurd. It's really ridiculous. But I love it. <laughs> People <laughs> love it, you know. I watched also Reptile with Benicio del Toro. It's also a good film on Netflix and a good police film, basically. And with Alicia Silverstone. I didn't saw her for a long time before that film. She plays the wife from Benicio del Toro. And then I watched Old Dads on Netflix. Oh, with, with Travolta. No, no, no. There's a new one, Old Dads, with Bill Burr. And uh, Bobby Carnevale, and the funny thing is, the wife from Bobby Carnevale is Jackie Tone, the lead actress from my film Postal. Oh, really? Yes. So she plays a total asshole bitch, basically, but she plays very good. And Bill Burr, I love him as a stand-up comedian. Uh, he wrote it, he directed it, and I think it's funny because it's this kind of like. Uh, it makes fun out of the Vogue culture, you know, where where they're all all that parents and everybody like. Oh, I know what you're talking about yes. now. I saw this. There's a lot of controversy about this show right now. Yeah, I like it, but it's a film. It's not a TV series. It's a film. Not a show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's the number one movie on Netflix right now. And okay. uh, all that, and it. I think it's good because it shows this kind of. Uh, when you're now a dad, but you're already 50, I can identify with this, right? Uh, because that is the situation of these guys in the film. And you don't understand all that young parents anymore, the other parents in school who are way younger as you, who cannot like handle it 
like your language or whatever, you know? And Bill Burr, I mean, he's super dirty, right? So, and he's like, really, he comes too late to school uh, with his, no, picking up his son two minutes too late. And the school, uh, the, the boss from the school is like totally passive aggressive. Like, you know, it's about the thing. He said, I'm two minutes too late. I'm parked my fucking car. Right. And she like, it's not about this, whatever. It's about gross. And he said, shut the fuck up, you cunt. <laughs> like, he's losing his shit, you know, and then all the other parents flipping, of course, totally out. And he has to be like the next day in front of all the parents and they start crying and so on. Like, oh, it was so insulting. My safe space was, was destroyed or whatever, you know. And he's like, what the fuck? And that is the thing. That is really the problem I have too, right? With, with like this kind of uh, world around us. I mean, for me, it's just I grew up cursing and, you know, and I uh, have no filter in regards of humor. And uh, from this point of view, I really like the film and I don't think any other streamer besides Netflix would did that film. Everybody else would be, nine. you cannot do this. Oh, you cannot do that. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. And that is, that is what I like sometimes on Netflix, that they go harsh, you know, with, yes. with, uh, with the stand-up comedians or with some comedies. There are, in, in that way, my last hope uh, that this kind of stuff still exists in Fusion. Now, yeah. What did you saw? What was good? Uh, ah, let me see. Nothing actually good. I'm probably going to do a review of it, but I watched Five Night at Freddy's. How is um, it? It's not good. No, it's not very good. <laughs> Walter wants to watch it, but it's R-rated, right? No, it's PG-13. Oh, it's okay. It really is a horror movie for kids. So maybe he would like it. Uh, I think the problem is just that there was way too much plot. They, I know that they have to, they can't just make the movie jump scares like the game, but it was just too much explanation and they needed to get more to the scares. That's the, pe- the reason why people are there. Nobody cares about the backstory of, of the security guard and how he needs to pay for you know food for his little sister or whatever like nobody cares about that <laughs> yeah i mean it's a blue mouse production it's a big success you know because it's halloween now so everybody will watch it and i watched john wick four i said it already last week and i i think it's so over the top now i didn't like it i mean it's, it's just like this kind of he never dies. Now he's like a superhero. He's not a normal human being anymore. And that was already starting with John Wick 2 and 3. It got worse. And John Wick 4 is just a huge, opulent, worldwide filmed, great looking, great production design, great costumes, um, good actors, unbelievable locations, unbelievable action scenes. That is all great, right? But it's bullshit. That is the problem, what I have with a film like John Wick, that it's so unrealistic. He would be 100 times dead during the film. And he's a normal human being. And that is the reason I, I hate films now, like uh, Fast and the Furious is totally absurd, Mission Impossible, James Bond. They all started up as normal action films where people could do a stunt and could deliver 
and now they're all total BS bullshit. It's totally, yeah. it's totally absurd. And that's the thing. It doesn't help that they're so well made. You know, it doesn't help if the story sucks or these people suck in it. That's the problem with James Bond is that almost all of them are really well made, but some of them are kind of shitty, you know, plot wise. Totally. Totally. Nah, yeah. Okay, that was it for today. Huh? And then we see next week how the AFM is going if we sell more territories. Yeah, guys, I'm going to be at uh, Spooky Empire in downtown Orlando this weekend. Uh, uh, if I run into any of you, uh, feel free to say hi. I'm going to bring some Uva Ball Raw stickers and buttons, and I'm going to give them out, you know. So uh, maybe I'll see some of you guys there if you're at Spooky Empire uh, in Orlando this weekend. Very good. And uh, yeah. bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care.